This is a Mr. Thrive Media production. Why, hello, Thrivers! Did you miss me? Welcome to my R&R Surprise episode. I missed you guys. I wanted to catch up with you all to hear what's good. Holidays were good, any New Year's resolutions? Hang out with anyone cool? Get the job you were hoping for? Did you try something new? Spend time with family? Go anywhere cool? I want to hear all about it, and you can personally tell me on all of my socials. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Thrive, that is M-R period Thrive, and the Facebook page, Mr. Thrive Media. You'll notice everything probably looks a little bit different than the last time you visited my profiles. The reason being, I rebranded. So is that why I was gone for two months? In short, yes. But there are some plot twists you should know about. To start things off, I did get to see my family over the holiday, but I also had to work at my taxing job. And while I was incredibly thankful to tear the turkey with my family and friends over the table, I was struggling. As soon as I finished season one, the holidays hit, which means the craziest of the crazies came out. Service and retail workers struggled, and it certainly didn't spare me. The holidays suck when you have no training, the machines need fixing, Lights are flashing, sounds attacking, and there's a guest blowing a literal whistle less than a foot away from your head to get the job done faster. Looking back at Dave and Buster's, there were at least seven days I went home sweaty, dirty, and on the verge of tears. Most of those seven days were during the holidays. People are ruthless. The purpose of these holidays are giving and thanks, and instead its message is just distorted by greed and selfishness. It's honestly disturbing, and in that time, you wonder what kind of dystopia must we live in? What kind of world can think it's okay to cater to a self-centered mindset that corrupts intentions and blocks morals? Well, the answer is the same world that loved gladiator fights. But, but wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Where am I going with this? I don't know. It's a rant. Oh, and by the way. This is rant and recap, not rest and recreation. Wrong vibe, wrong acronym, sorry, Mia Copa. This is a complete Mark Maron-inspired rant. Yeah, I love WTF, and it's pretty obvious his style rubbed off on me. Love that guy. Keep going, Mark. Thanks for being a role model. My year started out painful. I suffered learning that my dream job, the ticket to leaving my meaningless labor, rejected me. I held my breath for a month, constantly refreshing my email feed to see if there was any news, wondering if it got lost in the spam, or maybe I missed it in previous emails, only to get rejected with a quick half-assed response. And while all this hope melted in front of my very own eyes, I had to keep going back to work, fixing meaningless games, picking up after slobs, worrying about my next minimal paycheck, all to go home in aches and pains. And in those aches and pains, I applied for more jobs, only to get no response. I was a slave to a clock that barely gave anything in return. It was a low point. I was sad, powerless, and exhausted. All an excellent recipe for self-loathing. But I'm lucky, because I have my family and friends to thank. In my podcast, I referenced how 2017, post-Europe travel, I suffered the worst depression of my life. This slippery slope almost had me fall into the same cycle. 
The only reason I emerged the way I did is because of this phenomenal support system my family and friends gave me. Lori and Joel Volk, Shelley Davis, Josh Miller, Izzy Salant, Rabbi Jack and Shira Malol. These were people who went out of their way to make sure I didn't suffer more than I already had. And honestly, looking back, I'm not sure what I did to deserve any of their help. I am eternally thankful. I love you all. That power and that ability to help is something that always inspired me. My girlfriend brought something important to my attention. When I was first getting started, no artist went out of their way to support me. No one elaborated on the rule book on how to make a career in this industry. No one connected me and sent me on my way. But when I did have some kind of leverage, I made it a point to correct that void and do something about that for undiscovered artists. To give them a platform. To put themselves out there. That's the goal of my podcast. And that's not to say my podcast is the biggest beam of light out there. My podcast is an infant. My podcast, while no one covers undiscovered artists, isn't in uncharted territory. And quite frankly, I'm learning. I love feedback. I do take constructive criticism. And that is why you should always tell me what I can do to be better. Was the quality on par? Could you hear me okay? Did I say something misleading? Is there an artist that you want me to record? DM my Instagram and Facebook and inquire on my new website at www.mrthrive.com. It's really amazing. I absolutely love it. Please check it out. It's awesome. But anyway, the going was getting rough. I was in the grinder when I remembered something that one of my favorite entrepreneurs said. The best ideas occur during recessions. Robert Kiyosaki and others share this amazing anomaly, the love of failing. I need to learn how to love and embrace failure. It's something I'm still learning. The reality was that I was failing and in the midst of all this degradation, I created a business plan. Mr. Thrive Media was officially construed with the creation of my website. Its mission statement is to generate engaging media while connecting artists across the nation. I decided I was going to do two things to start. Produce podcasts and network with artists. Mr. Thrive Media is in full swing in making this happen. I couldn't be more excited. And because I'm securing these opportunities, I quit Dave and Busters. It truly was liberating when I got the news that allowed me to leave and now I'm here independently producing, making content, recording episodes, broadcasting something meaningful, and from the heart. So here's to all my fellow gladiators, the ones fighting in the pits of loneliness and hope, the fellow artists of talent, skill, and craft, struggling in the lion's den for everyone's entertainment, eat or get eaten right, until you emerge and rise in the hero's journey. And only until they see there's a cape worthy of being thrown on you, do they decide you're a star, that you're worthy, that your name is worth being remembered, that you're a role model. That's why I fixate on fame so much. That's why the question I always ask is, what will you be famous for? Because if you can't answer that question, why should people hear your story? And so, 
Last season, I interviewed 23 amazing stars of tomorrow. I want to thank Owen Fox, Amanda Viatoro, Nicole Holmes, Max Richter, Kendra Mickey, Dana St. Amand, Izzy Salant, Evan Siegel, Will Cavett, Ryan Taylor, Kianja Wood, Ryan Palmer, Mike Downing, Carla Emelian, Linda Sparger, Corey McKinney Jr., Isis Woodruff, Sir Jeremy Green, Chris Huron, Paul Maselli, Mick Primer, and Jillian Patterson for answering that question. Here is a recap. What will you be famous for? My, my charisma and my stunningly good looks. I was going to say. No. I was going to say. I think I mean, it'll like, be my ability to say handsome. what's on my mind. <laughs> I was going to say, besides you being uh, a handsome-ass dude who makes me question my own sexuality, okay. I was going to say. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, that was a ridiculous. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I'm being ridiculous. I'm being ridiculous. I'd like to say that if I become famous, it's because people look at me and they like me and they want to know more. Um, and, and maybe my charisma plays a part in it. Maybe it's just my kindness. I don't know a lot of famous people that are famous because they are kind, but it does happen. Um, so I would like it to be that. The fact that I'm not doing fame for selfish reasons, and I'm doing it because I actually want to help people. I think that's a little different because I feel like people are so self-absorbed into becoming famous and with Instagram and you know social media now it's like everyone is famous but I'm not doing it because I want the likes I'm not doing it because I want the comments or the self-validation of who I am like I know who I am like I know what I want to do and I think that's a little bit different that's a, a little bit of like not what everybody else is doing it for so my reason is completely different. It's selfless. Because I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for others. <laughs> I, you know, I don't strive to be famous. I strive to follow my passion. And my dream is to live comfortably off of being able to do what I love to do. And I think, yeah, maybe a little bit of fame comes with that when you do it so often, right? I feel like there are like people on YouTube who sing or and and they get discovered and and then fame comes with it but it was originally a passion that they love to do and I think if anything that I got famous for I would hope that it would be for you know comedy acting because I love to make people laugh and uh, I think it makes the world a better place I would like to be the next like Kevin Feige type of person I don't want to direct 20 different movies in, in this one franchise or something, but I kind of want to be like the guiding hand. Kevin Feige is the Marvel producer. I don't know if you guys know that, but um, I want to be the person who's like kind of setting all the pieces in place, you know, for, for some grand scheme. First of all, I want to say I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be on your podcast today. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's my honor. And it really centers around my mission statement, which is the mission statement of all of those people founded in hope that came before me. I'm looking forward to starting a conversation 
just starting a conversation through authenticity about who we are, where we're going, where we'd like to go, and what we can do to get there. And through my art, my books, songs, novels, getting people thinking and in influencing their lives for the better. So in answer to your question, for influencing people's lives for the better. I personally don't want to be famous. I want my work to be famous. I want my work to be famous um, because it is, I want my work to be cathartic to watch. I want my work to connect emotionally to people. And I want my work to make people feel like um, especially people with depression, anxiety disorders, or, or trans people, or, or people who feel who are marginalized in some way. I want my work to connect to them so that they don't feel alone in this world. That's what I, I think I want my work to be famous for. Telling stories that need to be told. I definitely, <laughs> I don't want to sound narcissistic in any way. It's more of just an aspiration. I, as a writer-director, I based on the people I look up to, like Stanley Kubrick, Gaspar Noe, um, some of my favorite filmmakers, I want to contribute some sort of cinematic contribution to the world of filmmakers, something that people will look at and say, oh my gosh, like he did this, I want to take that and adapt it. So that's one thing, whether that be like a visual style or a narrative structure. And then the second is I really want to just be known for making content that says something. Like, uh, it has a message, which sounds obvious, you'd say, almost things have a message, but like, I'm, like, when people ask, when they watch something I've made, and they ask, what is he trying to say? I want that to be very clear, and I want discussions to be had about, not just about Judaism, but about a variety of things that will come across in life. So I hope to have a, a long career of just, you know, allowing people to rack their brains and question um, things people haven't questioned before. Uh, hopefully I will be famous for my acting career. I mean, I would, it's going to be a case of like, I'll put in, I mean, I'm going to put in the time and I'm putting in the effort. Um, it's kind of a case of, so I guess it kind of leans into the question of like, when people ask me like, what type of acting do you most want to do? And I don't narrow it down to any one particular because I find like every single it's, I mean, it all comes down to stories, and they're all fascinating in their own way, and they each like each role brings its own unique challenge to it. Um, and so, who knows? I mean, I guess, I guess, like the dream would be like if I got like a good like role in like a treasure hunter movie or something like that, or maybe like a spy movie or something like that. Because I, I loved like a, I loved like the uh, Tom Clancy movies like growing up and Indiana Jones, uh, you know, like that adventurous like you know getting to travel these foreign lands. Uh, but you know, I just you know, if if I'm doing well, if it's it could be for anything, you know. I mean, hopefully not like an infamous role instead of a famous role, but yeah, you know, just keep at it. I will most likely be famous for my detailed my my attention to detailed acting roles and my creatively innovative music. This might be going against the. Uh the grain maybe or maybe not exactly what you're looking for but um i've always liked to think that i guess the goal or the end goal is not necessarily fame 
um, I guess it's more success. And I think why I like to make that distinction is because um, success is, I think, unique to every individual. Um, and so in my eyes, success would be waking up every day happy and making a living off of um, what I'm doing. And that's not necessarily a wealth, that's not necessarily you know, riches, but it's a living and I'm, and I'm just happy doing it. Um, and I can say that this is my job full, you know, all the way through and through. Um, I guess to answer your question more explicitly, you know, fame is sometimes a side effect of those of that, I think. And so if, if that's the case, cool. Um, and so I, I guess I, to answer your question explicitly, I would say that, um, I would hope to be famous for, um, I guess being a good storyteller, telling stories. Um, if, if, uh, I think in especially today's day and age, and will always be this way, I think, um, people need stories more than ever. Um, and so, um, if that's for escapism, if that's uh, for inspiration, what have you, if I'm known as a great storyteller, then, then, uh, I think I'd be, I'd die happy. I mean, I want to say like curing cancer, but I think that's very much less likely than, um, I would say I would love to be the, I want to win an Academy Award for Best Picture. I want to be the producer up there with the award and have like the whole crew and everyone behind me. And just that's like the one moment where I'll be like, hey, you know, we made this whole project and I helped as much as I can in every aspect. And now we're all on stage in front of the whole world celebrating it. And like, I know that's a big dream and I don't know, that's be something I want to shoot for. I will be famous for acting and for pushing the boundaries. I will be famous for my generosity with my time and my heart. Well, you know, um, not to be that guy, but I'm actually very scared of fame. I don't want to be famous. I just want to be very successful, but I'm aware that fame kind of comes hand in hand with my career choice. So if I were to answer that question, I would say if I were to pick something I'm going to be famous for, it would probably be something I create, something I made, something I wrote, something I performed, just something with my mind in it. I think I'll be famous for my face, honestly. Your face? I hate saying that, but mm, people have always said you've got a really unique look, and that seems to be what mm, people are mostly interested in. Um, so I see myself really getting into modeling and just being on different platforms in the industry so not to you know not to sound conceited but i feel like people are gonna know me for my look what will i be famous for you know fame is as this bottle of etso hanging outside of my wall is is like this light that says fame is fleeting perfection is just being myself you know, like making music from the heart, uh, telling stories. You know, that's what my music is all about. I'm telling stories. I'm, uh, I'm expressing myself through music as it's an extension of the way I feel. You know, I'm not that I'm not that good with words and conversation. You know, being in touch with. Uh, well, I'm very in tune with myself. You know, through music, I'm able to uh, express myself to others. And you know, it's sort of like you're in my head. And you know. I would say 
I'd be famous for being the person who create a world, a dark world that is non that you can relate to all the projects, but it's really not. That it's different from everything else. That takes you into a whole new adventure that has never been seen before. Performing and uh, making a difference to some degree with uh, the truths and how people can be their, who they want to be and their best selves. But as an entertainer, I would say. Love. Putting my foot in too many art mediums, probably. <laughs> Doing too much. <laughs> Mr. Thrive, what will you be famous for? I've thought about this a lot, and when I began the podcast, I actually thought about the possibility of someone asking me that question in the future, to which I didn't have an answer for when I began the podcast. But I will be famous for creating a network of artists within Los Angeles. And I'll be famous for recognizing talent where people didn't know how to recognize talent before. I also will be famous for telling a damn good story. Hey, Thrivers. Thanks for listening. Season 2 to Stars of Tomorrow is premiering next week on Friday the 13th. I'll see you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.